Find That Take podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Cash, and we're back at it with another recap. It's uh, July 8th, had a lot going on in the sports world from action in the NBA Summer League to some soccer news as well as a lot of of young talent shining in the MLB world, which is exciting to see um, as times have changed now for baseball and uh, we're seeing a lot of young prospects finally get their chance to flourish, but we'll get into that later. We're going to start off with some summer league action. Uh, obviously, yesterday we weren't able to get a recap out, but um, it was Victor Wembanyama's highly anticipated debut with the San Antonio Spurs. He went up against the number two pick, Brandon Miller, out of the University of Alabama. It was Spurs Hornets in a summer league showdown where uh, Wembanyama he he struggled, but um, obviously it's just one game. You know, you can't really take it too too seriously, but um, he struggled offensively, shooting two for 13 from the field. Um, But defensively, you know, that was obviously a bright spot for Spurs fans to see as I believe he had five blocks. Um, He had five blocks, eight boards. So we were able to see his uh, impact that he'll immediately have defensively. But, um, you know, just from the naked eye, it was it was kind of tough to see him fit into that offense obviously coming from Europe in my in my opinion at least it's going to take some time to kind of adjust to the NBA pace um from how from how it was being played in in the Euro League obviously we look at prospects like Luca um Dirk Tony Parker all these guys that came from France it, it took him a while to get used to it, especially Dirk and these forwards who have come over from uh, from Europe. It's it's taken him quite some time to kind of insert themselves into the NBA style of play. So, you know, I'm still buying any Victor Wembanyama stock I see. I mean, this guy, we know the potential he has. And I just feel like with all this social media and just how how today's basketball is kind of portrayed, it's too much pressure on him. Um, all the eyes and uh, media are obviously just going to want him to or expect to see a 20 piece from it, from him every night. But it's just he's still a teenager. It's it's still unrealistic to expect those numbers from him. I think right now, I think once we kind of see him uh, get into this Greg Popovich playbook, insert himself into the Spurs play style, We'll see those numbers go up, and we'll see the Wembenyama that's been in, uh, expected. But he's still 19 years old, and I think that just being able to already call him a bust or kind of point out flaws in his game this early on when he's played less than 30 minutes, it's absurd. I think the kid showed a lot of potential in that summer league game. And if he if he gets his shot right, you know, which I, I think he will. It'll just be take a little bit of time to create those open looks. Um, he he's gonna be great. And Spurs fans, obviously, there's nothing to worry about there. Um, but on the other side, I think what well, people weren't talking about much um, because Wembenyama's hype and being able to finally see him was Brandon Miller's performance. We know obviously those first. Uh, oops, microphone fell there. But those uh, those first two games 
with the Hornets in that summer league were, were kind of tough um, from a fouling perspective as I think he had eight fouls and then 10 fouls in the second game, which was very concerning. Obviously, refereeing, in my opinion, was a little bit too harsh in that second game, but he's able to limit himself to just five fouls um, in this in this game against the Spurs. Had 16 points on five of 15 shooting, but had 11 boards. So obviously, they were able to see him have an impact aside from scoring. His handles were fully on point um, last night. And it, it was exciting to kind of see his spark uh, offensively alongside um, some of the Hornets' prospects. But I think that, yeah, just like Wembenyama, it's going to take time for these guys to alienate themselves into this NBA play style. And we've already seen improvement from Brandon Miller from that first game all the way up to this third game. He's kind of taken better shots. Um, he's being more active on the boards, which which is all you can ask for so far. Uh, I think it, it, it is going to be interesting seeing him play alongside LaMelo Ball. They're both guard, or excuse me, Miller can play small forward, but LaMelo is going to be at that point guard, shooting guard spot. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. Obviously, LaMelo is a great passer, and Miller has that bigger body where he can, depending on his matchup, you know, back down in the post or use his um, versatility to get to the hoop. So I think that'll be interesting to see once once the regular season or preseason kicks off. But aside from that, you know, that, that this Hornets-Spurs game, um, it, was a lot, it was a lot of struggles offensively for both teams. But it, it's early in the summer league, so it'll be it'll – be, um, We'll have some time to evaluate more on as we see when Minyama play one, maybe two more games. But um, moving on from that, I think that was the main main summer league point. We had a poster, Kai Jones posterized when Minyama, which also was obviously all over social media. But aside from summer league, I want to go overseas, kind of talk about my thing. We have David De Gea, Manchester United longtime keeper, confirming that he will be leaving the English club after what I believe was 12 seasons um, with with Man U. I don't know. Some people call him a legend. Some people don't. But, I mean, he, he was a consistently a good keeper for this team, and that's all you can ask for. I think that he, in some eyes, leaves a United legend, but obviously won the Premier League with them. Most recently, the Carabao Cup, but uh, he, he he's a great he's a great keeper. I think he still has a lot left to give, but obviously, uh, United are looking to add Andre Onana, who is the Inter Milan goalkeeper. They're going to add him. It looks like next week, according to Fabrizio Romano. <laughs> he's he's a quality keeper. I mean, I watch a lot of Inter this season, and I, I, I can't say I've seen a lot of flaws in Onana's game. We obviously saw that. Champions League final where he he played really well. I don't think he could have done much about that Rodri goal, but he played as well as you could have expected, blocking Holland's uh, one-on-one opportunity and uh, having many other saves. But just his presence there obviously had an effect on that Manchester City um, front front three, I guess you could say, with Grealish, Holland, and um, the right wing. Uh, I guess Foden at times, but. It was, I think it was, to me, it was really surprising seeing how easy Inter gave Onana up because he's obviously a great keeper. 
and enter most Serie A clubs right now are struggling with finances, but it was surprising to see just how quickly Inter got this deal done. I mean, United have been known to be pretty bad when it comes to negotiations. Most recently, look at how much they paid for Mason Mount, who I don't think will live up to that um, live up to that price tag as as a United player. But I definitely think Inter could have gotten more than just fifty five million euros in total for the keeper because I think he he he's. I wouldn't say he's the best keeper in the world right now, but I think he's a keeper with the most potential. He's still so young. I think obviously Ter Stegen and uh, Manuel Neuer are. I'd rank over them over him, but both of those guys are coming to the nearing the end of their career. They have less than five years, in my opinion. So Onana, from a um, from a potential perspective, I think that he has a chance to be the top keeper in the world and for Inter to get a give, give him up that easily to me is it's quite shocking but it's solid solid pickup for United now that that defense will be looking very 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 scary so I feel like all in all great move here for for Inter however or excuse me Inter man great move for United however really confused on inter side of things, especially after what they saw in the Champions League. Obviously, you want to raise that price tag up to get as much money as possible, and I just don't think they did that. They did a terrible job negotiating here with Man United. But United got a good one, and like I just said, that defense gets even scarier with Varane, Lissandro Martinez, uh, Luke Shaw, and then you got Juan de Saka on the right back. Those four themselves are top, top in their position. They're, they're some of the best in the game right now. And to have Andre Onana at keeper is 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 the best thing that Eric Tenhag could hope for. Moving on from that, I think I want to talk about a couple more couple more soccer related issues, but um, just highlight them highlight them really quickly. England's U twenty ones they won the uh, they won the European Championship for under twenty one. Um, one zero against Spain. James Trafford, England, uh, or Manchester City Academy keeper, came up with a double save in the last minute off of a penalty, which was huge, obviously, game ceiling for England. So they, they, they win their first U21 uh, trophy since 1984. Another signing today, I think, for that went under the radar, but will prove to be um, pretty crucial, is Kangin Lee, midfielder from Spanish Club Mallorca. Joins PSG until 2028. I mean, this kid, I watch a ton of La Liga, and th- this kid has it all. I think he's got that passing ability. He's got a lot of creativity, and he can just play anywhere on the field. You can put him at left mid, which is his uh, pretty where he's played most of the time, but he plays attacking mid. He plays center forward sometimes, and he, he's excelled in all, all of them, all those positions. I think his pace and... Um, like I said, his passing ability with with Mallorca, who obviously they're not a big Span- Spanish team, but um, when they went up against those giants, Barcelona, Madrid, uh, Atletico Madrid, and Mallorca really aren't known to control possession. Kangin Lee was that guy to kind of control the flow of the game, um, and doing so at such a young age is very impressive. And I think he he will definitely excel uh, in Paris, but. That club is just a mess right now. They've made some good moves, but 
obviously surrounding Kylian Mbappe and his future, it's a mess. So I, I don't know what the future of that club is. Obviously, they're, they're going to be top of uh, the French League Liga for a while. But from a Champions League perspective, that team just looks lost. Um, their board looks lost. The players look lost complaining to the board about how they've treated Mbappe. And it's just a total mess in Paris right now. Ever since, you know, kind of all the messy news went down, it's it's just been a mess. But I, I wish the best for the club. I honestly want to see them succeed in the Champions League. Saw them do it a few years ago, but um, they just haven't been able to recoup since. And adding all the talent, they, they just forgot about depth. And I think that's just what they're trying to, trying to retool now. Um, not much else European. I mean, there's some moves today, but I think I want to kind of talk about what we're seeing from a prospect's perspective in Major League Baseball. We know Shohei Itani. I mean, this guy, he's a potential GOAT. We haven't seen anything like him. Two-way player, one of the best pitchers, if not the best, one of the best hitters, if not the best. And to do it night in and night out, it's just insane. And obviously he's injured right now. And that Angels team, they just, they're allergic to the postseason. He might be on the move soon, but just seeing that dominance is just insane right now. Um, Padres, Padres uh, player Juan Soto, obviously, I don't know if, I think the clip came up on a lot of, it just became really popular after Juan Soto trash talk Otani. Um saying, ah, just come at me, man. I don't care. We're not, we're not scared of him. Otani completely dominates that game. Hit another home run tonight. I mean, there's just not a whole lot to say about him other than he's dominant. And this Angels, club, Angels team, they're just not good. They can't, I don't know. You can't be that bad of a team, in my opinion, and have that good of a player. It just doesn't make sense to me. Um, Pitching-wise, other than Otani, they're struggling. They are losing Mike Trout for up to two months, I believe, which is huge. I think Otani just—he's gonna have to—he's gonna be on the move soon. So, um, from his perspective, I'd want to go too. I mean, the Angels just haven't been a front office to trust, and I don't think they will be for years to come. Uh, but other prospects I saw today was Ellie De La Cruz from the Cincinnati Reds. He got called up from their minor league team. Earlier this season, he stole second base, third base, and home base in the same inning to help the Reds beat the Milwaukee Brewers tonight. And I, this kid, he he, people might say he's just all highlights, but he's he's been much more than that. I mean, to this Reds team, he he's helped them kind of have a huge win streak and potentially make the playoffs. So I think De La Cruz, he's going to be one of the best players in the future. Hopefully, the Reds don't give him away to a big team like the Mets or Padres because they're on a roll right now. And I think overall, when we look at uh, the future of the MLB, it's in good hands right now. But that's going to wrap it up tonight. Kind of fell short there on the MLB. But um, see you guys tomorrow, obviously.